Plug Sensecast. I am your host, Taylor Gibson. And this is Tim Jensey. And today, Tim and I are going to talk about our top five favorite hockey video games. Video games. Now, for those who don't know, Tim and I are both... I would say we're both big into gaming, correct, Tim? Yeah, I'm a dork. Well, we both are, Tim. <laughs> and, of course, hockey video games has been a big part of our gaming life. Mm-hmm. And Tim and I have decided we're going to do a top five on our favorite hockey video games of all time. Now, of course, Tim Tim's list and my list are very different. A lot of rival choices. Very much so. However, mine are better. That still remains to be seen. <laughs> now, because on the last episode, I did my top my top five first. Tim is going to do his top five first. So, without further ado, Tim top five all right thank you and i think one of the things that i think we both very much appreciate about hockey video games is they're generally well made up until about 2014 where they just kind of fell off the boat like 2014 is probably the last good nhl game we've seen but the big thing i like is like mad scrambling for the puck just a lot of fun back and forth hitting great two-player games great two-player games and not necessarily you don't necessarily need the full structure of a hockey game to have a lot of fun so that's why i'm for a lot of people, pick number five is going to be coming right out of left field. Mario Party 5. Okay, now I had a look at your list before we hit record. You got to explain this because I'm looking at this and I have no idea why you put this on the list. So, so please explain why. Normally, most people familiar with the Mario game series know that you're traveling around a board collecting coins and playing mini games. Now, Mario Party 5 is interesting because... It's not very well liked among Mario Party fans because it has fairly weak boards and fairly weak minigames. However, it probably has, bar none, the best extra stuff. For instance, there's a mode where you can build robots to fight each other 1v1. Okay. There's, like, a second completely different board mode that's more like a tabletop game. And there's a, there's a few full sports minigames, like... You get a Bob, full... I know. I remember on the first uh, Mario Party, there was bobsledding. I believe there was basketball, which was bombsketball. Mm-hmm. However, this is even bigger because you get a full you get a full volleyball game, like a full beach volleyball game, right? And a full hockey game. So the way this works is, you get to play one period that's two, five, or seven minutes long, and it's two v two hockey with a goalie. Okay. Now I do have to ask, which console was this made for? GameCube. GameCube? Okay. So what... The controls, they fa- they feel very nice. It's th- You get three buttons and your stick to work with. So you get a pass button, and that also works as stealing the puck when you're on defense. A quick... Sh- a snapshot, and a, he- and a slapper. Okay, well I know that uh, Nintendo has made several Mario-centric sports games. They did uh, Mario Strikers for GameCube, Mario Tennis on the Nintendo 64, which is great, by the way. Mm-hmm. They did, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, I think they did a baseball game. And a gol- they did a baseball game, Mario Golf. Mario Golf, by the way, if we were ever to do a top five Nintendo 64 sports games, that would be in my top three. Mm-hmm. 
uh, Mario Golf games have always been solid. But the thing about Mario Party 5's hockey minigame is it could honestly, with a bit more work, could have been a standalone hockey game. Like it's, they actually get surprisingly solid rink physics for right. a, a minigame. What would you name, What would you name a hockey team that has Mario, Luigi, Yoshi teams like players like that? Oh, uh, like you could have like the Mario Superstars, the the Peach Peach's Princesses, Team Waluigi, and just silly stuff like that. Like, it's a very fun, silly game. Like, uh, Super Mario Strikers and Mario Superstar Baseball, they give you a full list of really good teammates you could, team names you can work with. And they could do it in the style of, like, uh, NHL Hiss or yeah. one of the arcade-style hockey games. Mm-hmm. And Mario Party 5's hockey is about as arcade as it gets. No rules. Everyone's just, like, smashing each other, scrambling for a puck while you've got, like, that frantic Mario Party music playing in the background. And... For like five minute rounds, it's it's perf it's a ton of fun. Uh, the goal the goalie AI is okay. It's not gonna it's not gonna rob you out of a rightful goal, but it's not gonna make wonderful saves. So the, it becomes quite a high scoring affair. You'll see this trend a bit later in my list as well. So like going well off the beaten path, Mario Party Five is awesome. Okay, so if everybody out there owns a GameCube, is it now you said Mario Party Five? five. So go pick up Mario Party Five. I I don't know how much it goes for. Do you? It's not terribly expensive because it was common but unloved. Okay, so just keep that in mind if you are gonna go play that game. So mm-hmm. what do you got to number four, Tim? Number four, I've got, and this is a game I poured a ton of hours into, and between NHL Two K Seven and NHL Two K Eight, it was a bit of a hard choice, but I went with NHL Two K Seven because. The reason why 2K8 was good is they basically took everything that was NHL 2K7 and added kind of a skill stick system, but that that was garbage. But you could just use 2K7's control set. Right, because I know that EA did the, the skill stick. In 2007. Yeah, and that worked fine. It worked fine. Was. 2K's didn't. Because right. it just felt really clumsy. However, their but, like their just button press system, hands down it was the cleanest I've ever seen. Like, passing was phenomenal because uh, one of the most important things in the 2K7 control set was uh, one-touch passing. So you'd click in your thumbstick, and every player would be assigned a button. So you'd you'd press the button, and it would connect the pass. Right. While you still had movement and shot control. So it made setting up one-timers a dream. So you can get really intricate plays going with quick button combinations. So it almost felt like a bit of a fighting game. Just getting the puck moving across the ice is so fun. And, yeah, I felt it was, like, the tightest arcade button-style controls I've ever seen. The rink physics were quite nice, so it you never got, like, bounces that didn't feel good. So the game progressed, and it always felt fun to play. And I think any the 2K games probably had some of the best GM modes I've ever played. Like, right. I'm a big man. I like kind of management simulators. Like, I was the guy who played Roller Coaster Tycoon not to build roller coasters, but to drain money out of fans. I did that too. And uh, GM mode was just massively immersive. Like, the coolest part was they allowed you to... They had negotiation screens. So, like, you actually felt you are in the room negotiating with your free agents and other teams. So, what you actually had to do is you, you would, like, negotiate back and forth with free agents. Sometimes they'd stop and then phone you a few days later with a counter offer. Right. And you would just offer back and forth until you got the deal you wanted. So it felt so rewarding to know that you nego- say you negotiated down Mike Pekka to a very reasonable contract, and 
Yeah, you just felt like you were sitting in that GM chair. And then once you're in the ice, it's just go-go, very good hockey. Is it kind of like what EA does with their NHL games now with the Connected franchise? They they do it, but the negotiation... I'm not sure if it's like the system it works with. Maybe the screens don't make it feel as immersive. Like, I find you don't feel so much that you're negotiating as you're just, try this offer, try this offer. The computer doesn't really come up with counteroffers. The free agent computer doesn't really come up with counteroffers. Mm-hmm. Because, like, in 2K7, you get a counteroffer from the free agent, unless you, like, massively lowball him, and then he just walks out the door. Yeah. Which, by the way, I have to interject here. Uh, you were talking about the 2K games. Yeah. Now, it's hard to believe back in the day, nowadays, Electronic Arts has the NHL rights. They're the only company town that can make the games. Back in the day, we had EA. You had 2K doing them. 989 Sports, which sucked. Their games were terrible. The uh, face-off, NHL face-off series. Acclaim did their NHL breakaway series, which was terrible. So, it's great that you're putting NHL 2K7 here on the list because... And I know that you and I played it a bit back in the day. Mm-hmm. Now, I never owned 2K7. The only time I ever, ever played it was with you. Mm-hmm. And I found it to be a very good game. Yeah, and I think it's probably the best we've ever seen, the best control scheme we've seen just from a non-skill stick game. And it just felt so fun to play. And one thing I was amazed with is that arena customization in a 2007 game, like this is stuff that EA is trying to do now. Mm-hmm. that 2k was already doing 10 years ago yeah and, and it looked great like they had custom board like the ice was customized the arenas looked very close to what they really do the board ads would get updated via xbox live and custom music so you could like change the walk-on music change the goal music you could even change the goal horn i know that's what they did for the graphic auto games on xbox where mm-hmm. they had a certain channel where you can burn cds yeah. and music onto your xbox and play it on there yeah and it's it's a shame that the new ahls took that away because like even the ea nhls had that in like nhl 10 and nhl 11 it just it made the hockey experience seem like you were really running the franchise because you could even go down to the guy in the sound box and be like yo i want to hear journey every time that puck hits the net yeah which is what they do in detroit where yeah. the uh, born and raised in south detroit mm-hmm like, it was super fun, and yeah, it's a shame that the 2K games are no more. Actually, I think 2K Sports is still two K around. I think they're doing exists. the WWE games They now. do WWE, and they do NBA. No, I don't think they do the 2K, or 2K and does NBA anymore. I think it's a... Because I know... I think it's a certain other company that does them. Okay. Do they still do the NCAA basketball then? Or? No, they've gotten rid of that. They got rid of the uh, NCAA basketball the ncaa football. football which i have to admit i am happy that madden 18 is including that which i think it makes madden 18 a better ex- gaming experience than the other games EA though yeah well it could be worse you've it could, heard could my konami is <laughs> pretty bad you mean the pachinko company yep <laughs> although i do have to interject here uh, one more thing about ea was that the NFL 2K5, when that first came out, that outsold Madden 2005, and it scared the hell out of EA, and that's why they scooped up the Madden license. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's... The 2K games, I, I think I always had more fun play. Like, I felt they were 
a bit more they felt differently they felt more like an arcade experience yeah and i really appreciated that yeah yeah talking about arcade games it's a lot of i feel like my list it's it really even though i'm generally more of a hard hard stats realism guy i guess why i play games i do tend to like the high action arcadey stuff and this is really coming out of my list because number three we've got wayne gretzky's 3d hockey for the nintendo 64 and this game it's just incredible three-on-three arcade hockey yeah did you ever play the playstation port of it no it's basically the same game i preferred the n64 port myself Hmm. well it's funny because it's like good choice by the way yeah it's the main draw to the game is it's three-on-three arcade style you could play a five-on-five non-arcade but why would you do that i don't know i tried it you know i have both uh this game and Kresky's 3D Hockey 98 for N64, and I've tried both, and... Yeah. Yeah, it's like, the three-on-three on the smaller ice, the games, they they just turn into, like, mash fest, shoot fest, and the power shots are just funny. Like, you set the puck on fire, you'll set the goalie on fire, you'll tip the net over on the goalie, and honestly, like, the power shots are just super fun, and the goalie is just totally broken. Yeah, like he hardly ever makes a save, so I don't feel too bad setting him on fire. And I, I do have so, to interject here, sorry Tim, is that, and I put this in my notes too, I know that certain elements of the game reminded me of the old NHL on Fox, when Fox had the NHL. <laughs> now, did you ever, uh, do you recall any of the NHL on Fox? They changed the color of the puck. They did, yeah, with the Fox tracks puck. And even the notes I put here is that even some of the on-screen graphics, like when you would score in the net, would catch and fire, and yep. the fire truck would drive by. That's kind of like what they did. Or like you'd murder a player and the ambulance comes along. Yeah, and I know even NHL and Fox, um, right before a face-off, they'd have like the robot that would come by. But they did that with like all of their properties. Not so, not so much the uh, NFL. NFL, Fox. you had the stupid dancing robot after every touchdown. Like him in the corner. You know what? Dumb. I'll take that over Troy Aikman and uh, Joe Buck any day. Yeah, no kidding. But now, going back to what I was saying, the Fox Tracks puck, that's what that puck in Gretzky's 3D Hockey reminded me a lot mm-hmm. of. Yeah, but like, Wayne Gretzky's 3D Hockey games, they routinely get up to like 10, 11, 12 to 10, 11, 12 in overtime every time. And like, the game, someone can build up like a seven goal lead and then just lose it. Because the game is just super streaky, and every possession can easily turn into a goal. And that was honestly just the charm of the game. And it's just super fun to play, and it's actually aged super well. It has, and I know that I went back and played it on the N64 for our top five, and I'm actually very surprised how well it has held up. And finally, not a lot of people know this, but bonus marks, you can turn Mike Madonna into Pamela Anderson. I don't know why. But you can. Well, maybe because they're both blonde bombshells, Tim. Yeah. And with nice teeth. Thank you. <laughs> However, I'm talking I... about Mike Madonna, not you, Tim. <laughs> All right. I think I'm done with Wayne Gretzky's 3D hockey. And uh, moving on. If you owned a, a super, sorry, the original Nintendo, and you owned a hockey game, it's very likely you owned one of two games. Blades of Steel or Ice Hockey for the NES. I had a hard time choosing between these two games to fit into the slot, and I ended up going... Hold on. I ended up going with Ice Hockey for the NES. 
And what I, again, tend to lead to the arcade hockey games. And ice hockey has a super nice arcade feel to it. It's four on four with full team customization. Well, customization in big quote marks because you can switch between four dudes and what color those four dudes are. You can have skinny guy, medium-sized guy, and fat guy. The controls are super simple and easy to pick up, so it's actually pretty fun to pass as a pass-and-play game. Hits are actually surprisingly satisfying because you just kind of skate into the guy. The guy just shoots off into a corner or something. I find that the shooting is actually super easy to aim even though you're using a D-pad and the B button. Would you consider it one of the best sports games in the original Nintendo? Now, this is a hard one because the Super Nintendo also has some phenomenal sports games. Like, Tecmo Bowl might be one of my favorite football games, period. Tecmo Super Bowl, by the way, is my personal favorite sports video game. Mm-hmm. It's definitely up there. Like, the NES Action Series, which also included uh, Volleyball and Excite Bike, is another just very good, ser- very strong series of simple sports games. Yeah, they also did the uh, Black Box Golf, too. Yeah. Which is alright for what it was. Mm -hmm. So, like, I feel like this game really showed us what video game sports could be like it. The one thing that's a little weird about the game is you control the goalie and the skater at the same time. So, if you're moving in your end of the ice, the goalie follows the player you're moving. Is it kind of like Blades of Steel, how when the opposing player would come into the offensive zone, you can control the goalie and the player? Yeah. So, you have to be really careful. Okay. Although most of the time, um, if you're paying attention, you won't get yourself into trouble. As long as you've got good defensive positioning once you start focusing more on your goalie. And finally, in the second intermission, you get a Zamboni break. And these are these look like Zambonis from hell. I'm just going to straight up say it. Yeah, because there, like, there was two of them, weren't there? There are three Zambonis. Three Zambonis. Okay. And they've got, like, imagine a penny farthing bicycle. But... It's driven by a guy with a slasher mask on, and the front wheel has giant spikes on it, just going going, across the ice. It's actually legitimately terrifying. Yeah, and that's all I really have to say about ice hockey for the NES. It's honestly just a super fun game. Just pick up for like five or six, like ten minutes, and play a game. That's great, man. Mm -hmm. So, now that you've had, now you're four four games in at the moment? Yep. I've got some honorable mentions before I go on okay. to number one. Honorable mentions. As we just mentioned, Blades of Steel. Like, it's another very competent hockey game on a very, very solid system. Which also had a second intermission. It had the shooter game. Mm-hmm. And the Konami ads for Contra and Jackal, which I played quite a bit growing mm-hmm. up. NHL Hits 2003. Again, it's another phenomenal arcade-style hockey game that's Again, aged really well. Which, by the way, EA, if you're listening to this, probably not, but I hope you are, please bring it back. And we did that with NBA Jam and yep. NFL Blitz. We want to see another NHL Hits game. Mm-hmm. And finally, NLL Lacrosse 2010, because it was basically a hockey game. I don't think I played that game. It was an indie game for Xbox Live Arcade. Is it kind of like um, there was an indie developer, they're doing a CFL game right now. Well, Canadian Rules Football Game, it's not licensed by the CFL Players Association or the CFL, so they can't use any of the teams or players. And apparently it's pretty trash. But NLL, the fact that it was $5, it was a fun game. Sure, there's only like six NLL teams, but like the controls were crisp enough. And When did this game come out, by the way? 
2009. Okay. Yeah, I played it, and it was surprising because it was a cheap indie game, but it had, like, a really tight skill stick system. And it had trick moves bit mapped to the stick before NHL Tech, like NHL 11 really started doing that. Right. Was our old teacher in that game, by the way? Yes. Our old teacher, Matt King, was in the game. What team was he playing for that time? He would have been playing for the Colorado Mammoth as their starting goalie. <laughs> okay. Yeah, side note about the National Lacrosse League, all of their players have to have second jobs. Like our teacher. Like our math teacher. Were, were you in the, I can't remember, was it ninth grade or 8th grade when he brought in one of his jerseys and it was like three desks long? I think it was 8th grade. But it was impressive because those lacrosse goalies are bulletproof, but they still score like 10 goals a game. Yeah. Like I went to a Calgary lacrosse game a few months back and the promotion was if the Calgary Roughnecks score 12 goals, Pizza Hut gives an entire section free pizza. I think that's what the St. Louis Blues did, too. They had a promotion with, like, Taco Bell or one of these restaurants down in the U.S. where if the Blues scored five goals, you could take your ticket stub into any Taco Bell Mm -hmm. and use it as a receipt to get a free taco. Yeah. So I think when the Blues would score four goals, the chance we want tacos would start because they wanted a fifth goal. Yeah. When you got to 11 goals, which honestly isn't that rare, the fans started doing the pizza dance, as they call it. Well, anyway, without further ado, here's number one. Okay. NHL 10. Okay, now this is an interesting pick because I liked NHL 12. Um, I thought it was a really fun game. I don't personally have it on my list, so I'm very interested to see what inspired you to put it number one in your list. I think it's probably the hockey game that's just had the most natural feeling controls because I find, like, as NHL games are starting to focus on the momentum of skating... Yeah, which, I'll, which we will talk about later on. It feels like you're skating through mud. Like, the players don't turn as quick as they really can. Right. And it just doesn't feel that fun to play. Well, NHL 10, I felt like the skating was very intuitive. The players can, like, start, start, and move laterally quite well. Mm-hmm. Which, on skates, you can actually do pretty not too hard. Okay. Like, this pro stick feels so nice. Because there's not a whole bunch of extra crap mapped to the stick. Right. So you can actually do quite a lot of nifty stick handling without having to rely on pressing extra buttons or trying to do weird combos. And, like, you can do, like, little things like moving the puck through your skates and stuff like that. Okay. The arena arena physics are... They're super fun. Like, you're never getting bad shots off off the glass. You're never, like, ringing the puck weird off the banners. Like, it's just... A dream to play. And the goalie AI is actually pretty good. Now, is this for uh, all of these difficulties? Not for just all the of the difficulties, yeah. Like, the the goalie was appropriate for each difficulty. It's not like the modern NHL goalies where they're trying to do so many different things that the AI just craps itself and doesn't really do anything. Okay. Like, the goalie is competent enough. He's not perfect, but he's consistent. So he's not infuriating like the modern goalies are. Okay. Yeah, so I think NHL 10 is probably my favorite hockey game that I've played. That's a pretty solid list you got there, man. Mm-hmm. So now we're going to shift gears, and I'm going to present my top five favorite hockey video games of all time. And we're going to start at number five. Now, number five, I had a bit of a tough choice here because I had two games in mind, 
I had NHL 94 and mm-hmm. NHL 95 for the Sega Genesis. And as I've said, I have gone back and I've played all of these games in research for this list. And personally, I feel that I've made the right choice here. And I know if I hadn't picked this game, I know lots of people would have given me hell for it. NHL 94. Now, why between the two? I'm going to say right now, I am not nostalgic about NHL 94. I never owned it. I knew maybe one person growing up who owned it. Mm-hmm. And I played it a little bit, so I wasn't super nostalgic growing up playing it. I played it as an adult, and I realized what a great game it was. Where NHL 95 is different, because NHL 95, I owned it. Mm-hmm. I played. I put so many hours in it, especially on the Genesis. And a quick little story about NHL 95. I was about mm-hmm. six, seven years old, and there was a video rental store, which, like you obviously remember what video rental stores were written. Wow, you brought a really dark memory out. Anyways. <laughs> Late fees creeping up on oh. me. Ooh, scary. I know. Well, anyway, there was a video rental store by my dad's place, and I would go in there and I rented NHL 95 for the Sega Genesis. I put it up on the counter, and the guy goes, well, instead of renting it, guys, like, we have a copy of NHL 95 sitting there for 10 bucks. Now, this is 1998, 99 on the Genesis. So, you know, a couple of years afterwards, mm-hmm. and my dad just looked at me and he goes, well, do you want to get it? And I go, sure. So I bought it, and unfortunately, I don't have my that original copy anymore. Um, you know, I was so happy. I put so many hours into 95, and I still tear up listening to the intro. But overall, I just feel like NHL 94 is a better game. Why do you it, think it is? It's just the gameplay. 95 changed, uh, changed the gameplay so much. Weird. It did. NHL 94 and NHL 95, gameplay was is very different. But I just feel like 94 overall is still the better game. And the proof of that is that... Are you aware that there's an NHL 94 tournament in Las Vegas every year? No. Yeah, and you get to choose between the Genesis port or the Super Nintendo port. Which, I have to add, I don't have a preference on on either port. I think Genesis, personally, is the better port. I like the Super Nintendo one, too. But Genesis, everybody loved. Mm -hmm. And I believe it was... IGN or GameSpot, they added it as one of the greatest sports games of all time. Wow. Yeah, it's like, I've heard that's like a very fast, very fun game to play, but I I never found a Genesis copy. Right. I'll just have to, like, once I get back to Calgary, I'll just have to set it up and play a few rounds. Yeah, even if you get it on an emulator, which is, because I don't have my Super Nintendo or Genesis anymore. So mm-hmm. I don't have my original carts. I did get it through emulator, which I don't know what your preferences on emulators. I'm okay with it. I like emulators, but I prefer the real thing. Yeah. But you know what? If you're on a budget and you can't afford them, then emulators are the way to go. Mm-hmm. Obviously, we can't endorse emulators on this podcast unless you own the original copy of the game. Yeah. <laughs> so that's my number five. I feel it's a pretty good game. And I'm confident of putting it at number five. Yeah, it's a solid pick. Now, number There's f- no Mario Party 5, though. Number four on my <laughs> list is a game that Tim actually put on his list, too. NHL Hits 2003. Now, like I was saying about NHL 94, how I'm not nostalgic about it because I never owned it. 
Angel Hits 2003, I did own it. Mm-hmm. And I do remember playing it. And it's one of these games where, like, I remember where I was when I bought it. Mm-hmm. And I still have super fond memories of playing it back in the day. And this is when I first got my PlayStation 2 in 2002, 2003. I put so many hours into it. I just do not have my original copy. I re-bu- I bought it again a couple years back. Mm-hmm. Going back to it, like you were saying, the game still holds up. It really is surprising that for a game that's almost 15 years old, how well it holds up. The gameplay overall is solid. It's still fun to play over 15 years later after its release. The graphics really hold up. The only thing that's really a downside is that the mini games are decent, but they're nothing special. And actually, I found the franchise mode to be not that great. It seems like a weird addition, honestly. It does. It was. An, I think it's an interesting idea where you go and you beat these teams and you gain experience and all that stuff, kind of like an RPG. Mm-hmm. Um, I do have to add though that. NHL hits 2003. It's the only game where you'll see short guys like Theo Fleury knock Sedan Chara on his ass. <laughs> kind of like NHL 94 when Gretzky being the enforcer. Wow. Yeah. That's ridiculous. It is. Yeah, although one interesting thing you've noticed, like, hockey party games and mini games, they almost always fall flat. Like, the 2K games would always have a party mode, and I would never play them. No. They're all garbage. Coming in at number three is another game that Tim put on his list, and I put it on mine as well. Wayne Gretzky's 3D Hockey. Once again, this is a game that, you know, I am very nostalgic about, despite the fact I never owned it. I rented it several times growing up. I have fond memories of playing it. Actually, I think you gave me your copy. No, that was uh, NHL 99. Right. Uh, I do prefer the N64 port to the PlayStation. There's not much I can add here that I've already added in Tim's list. Like I said... Mike Madonna, the woman. Mike Madonna, the woman. Uh, Certain elements do remind me of Angel on Fox. So there's not much I can add here. No? No. And coming in at number two. Where we were... It's funny because we were so similar. Like, from three to one, we're really similar, but really different. I know. And even when, uh, when we both proposed this list, we had a tough time whether... Should we add Gretzky 3D Hockey to the list? Yeah. To make it a bit difficult on ourselves. Because we both knew we were going to put it on the list. Yeah. And I know when I... I think when I proposed it to you, that was like the first message you sent back, like, Gretzky's 3D Hockey. Yep. And I went, good good choice. Well, I've just had so much fun with that game. Oh, it was amazing. So, coming in at number two, uh, I do have a game. It is on the original Nintendo. <laughs> now, I do have to add that... The original Nintendo, like we said, had so many fantastic sports games. They, they had the Tecmo Bowl series from Tecmo. Jaleco had the Bases Loaded series. Well, the Japanese company Konami had the one. The only... Blades of Steel. From 1987, Blades of Steel on the original Nintendo. Now... I know Tim put ice hockey in the list, and I have to say I never played ice hockey growing up, mm-hmm. so I don't know how well it plays, but I know that I played Blades of Steel so much growing up. I know me and my cousin played it so much growing up, and we even created drinking games around it. Oh, dang. You'll have to tell me one right now. I'm going to tell you right now. There was one night where we were playing it, and we created a drinking game where through fights, yep. penalty shots. Mm-hmm. Two of the best things about that game. 
the, the game was during a fight or a penalty shot, if you lost a fight, you had to have a, take a drink. Yep. Uh, if you missed a penalty shot, you had to take a drink. Yep. Now, <laughs> here's the thing. On the penalty shots, if the other guy, like say I'm the shooter and the other guy's the goalie. Yep. If I score, the other guy had to take two drinks. Yeah, I think that just goes to show two things. How common these events were and how difficult the penalty shots were. They were, because it was really a crapshoot whether or not it was going to go in. Yeah, like there was... I don't remember there being a ton of skill going into just popping it in the net. No. No, I know even playing the the actual game itself, like you and I were talking about, we were saying how... The shooting mechanics, no, everything mean. about it, how you had to control the goalie and your player. And that could be a pain in the ass sometimes if, say, you're trying to stop a guy and the other team shoots it, mm-hmm. but you're not controlling the goalie correctly and it goes in the short side. Yeah, but it's one thing I noticed about both those games is controlling the goalie forced you to play more concert, Like, probably play something approximating real hockey defense. Right. It was a great game, and you know what? I'm glad I put it at number two on my list. Yeah, yeah. it's funny how we both put a Nez game at number two. Well, I mean, it's perfect that we put it at number yeah. two. Both great games, both great at number two. Mm-hmm. Now, before we go on to number one, we've got to do some honorable mentions here. Angel 95, like I mentioned, played it lots, but doesn't hold up as well as Angel 94 does. ESPN HL 2K5. Now, this is a game that I loved playing back in the day, but I haven't played it in almost a decade, so I don't know how well it holds up now. I feel like it doesn't hold up just because NHL 2K7, it controls so much better. Like, 2K5 didn't have, like, the one t- the one-touch passing. Yeah. And it doesn't really move as... It doesn't really move as well. Right. NHL 2K7, I know you put it on your list, but I'm putting it in my honorable mentions just because, again, I haven't played this game back in the day. I know mm-hmm. you and I played it back in the day quite a bit, and I think the last time we played it was at our buddy Drew's. Yeah, like 10 years ago. <laughs> which was uh, hard to believe, man. Yeah, 2007 no was 10 years ago now. Yeah. God, we're just young we're kids, old. man. <laughs> we're old, buddy. NHL 2002 and 2003. Now, I liked both of these games. Personally, I felt that the other games I put on my list were better, but the reason why I'm putting in my honorable mentions is for one reason. Tim, do you know who Don Taylor is? Not a clue. Okay. Don Taylor, for those listening, he's sort of like Jay and Dan before Jay and Dan. Okay. If you picture Jay's sort of goofy, over-the-top antics, mm-hmm. but Dan's very subtle approach to broadcasting... Mm-hmm. Put those two together. That's what Don Taylor was. Okay. And he was full of knowledge, and he had all the funny references. And it's a shame. It's a shame he's not broadcasting anymore. I think he's with one of the radio stations in Vancouver. Okay. And at one point, I don't think I ever mentioned this, I did consider be going to broadcasting school. Okay. And he was one of the reasons why. Mm-hmm. So I was such a fan of his back in the day. Well, that's awesome. And NHL 2000. Now... I'm putting it in my honorable mentions because I played the PlayStation port of this. It doesn't play well anymore. Although I love the soundtrack on the PS1. Although I do have to say, I love the PC port. The PC port is fantastic. 
like for a video game in 2000 it just played so smooth and it still holds up that's what's really surprising mm-hmm. unlike modern nhl games yeah well you know what tim at number one i think it's safe to say this is probably my favorite hockey video game and you might have a problem with this mm-hmm. nhl 12 nhl 12's interesting because i think it's the start of what i was critiquing about getting obsessed with skater momentum because it's there but it's subtle you know what i kind of feel differently about it i think this is really the last great electronic arts hockey game that they produced oh i don't disagree with that because nhl 13 changed so much it left a bad taste in my mouth Mm -hmm. and really i looked at it and i'm just like okay this is weird i don't know how to feel about this game and it's a trend that EA never really learned from because 13 was just okay. Uh, NHL 14, I didn't play. 15 came with my PS4, and, and it's garbage. That's a terrible game. 16, I thought was all right. And <sighs> I thought was all right. I didn't say it was good. I said it was all right. It's, it's 17. It's I, the same game. 17 is basically the same game, but I, I, I thought it was all right. My problem is just... It's that soupy skating, plus just the garbage goalie AI. Yeah, and, that's and the why fact I... that all of their effort is going into like superfluous little detailed dumb stuff instead of fixing core problems yeah. in the game. And I know that's why I like NHL 12 because and I played it one time and there was a guy, I think it was Brendan Morrow, and I just sort of glided and I hit it and it was just like, nice. like that. NHL 13, I did the same. It was just like, boop, off. It's like, oh, that that's very. Cool anticlimactic yeah it's like it's weird because like like 10 11 12 are just such good games yeah and i think picking between them really is just kind of like preferences about little tweaks mm-hmm. like hitting feels so nice in all of those games it does and i know that the hitting mechanics were great i thought the skating was really good so for me there was nothing really to complain about nhl 12 and I cannot tell you the amount of hours I put into it on both the 360 and PS3. Oh, jeez. It probably looks like my NHL 10 playtime. Oh, my God. I can only imagine. Yeah. Well, it was a funny story. I remember my buddy was like, yo, Tim, let's go play Brutal Legend together. Fuck it. I'm buying NHL 10. And, like, I, like Andrew's legitimately mad at me. But then Brutal Legend ended up being not a good game oh that was uh that was the jack black yeah game i was gonna say it was the jack black game that turned it turned out to just be a really bad rts and i got a phenomenal hockey game <laughs> you did and you know what it worked out for the best yeah for sure because i think i for a game that's obsolete within a year i think i got more play out of it than he got out of a game that was supposed to have a play cycle of two years with dlc support could be worse Tim. you could have bought no man's sky wow oh god i've right. heard that the like the british government is actually investigating that game for <laughs> false advertising <laughs> and deceptive marketing practices it's just nuts well with that being said tim that that concludes our top fives of our favorite hockey video games and we're gonna go into a close I have to say thank you so much once again for listening to the Third Line Plug Sudscast. Mm-hmm. We are on Twitter at Third Line Plug. Tim is M901 Honey Badger. I am Great White Gipster, G R A W Y T E Gipster. And you'll see us making fun of Bonk. Yes. A little bit.
That's a subtle little hint for our next episode. And, of course, we are on SoundCloud, soundcloud.com slash thirdlineplugsensecast. And if you have any questions, feedback, or you just want to tell Tim that NHL Club is better than NHL 10, you can email us. Or if you actually want to play Mario Party 5. Back to thirdlineplugsensecast at gmail.com. Now, until next time, guys, I am going to the person. That is Tim Bantic. Go Sens. Go Sens, guys. My time here is up. They're going home!